there's a, you know, obviously a whole boom of uh, podcasts happening. And what we've discovered in later seasons of the second season of the show is that when you mix talk and audio, it's, I love it. It's great. It's like, a, you know, people get tired of hearing us speak and then, okay, let's cut, let's cut to this area of the song that we were just discussing. And with Spotify now, you could just go right to it. And uh, I, I think people are going to, you know, that listen to the podcast, the old Count Rockula podcast are going to dig that because rather than saying, oh, do I know that song? I might've heard the song we're talking about. It's like, no, we're going to play it for you. We're going to play you the clip of exactly what we're talking about. Welcome to part two of my discussion with John from the Count Rockula podcast. If you haven't heard the first part, go back to episode one, listen to John talking about growing up, how his father influenced his music. On this episode, we talk about John's uh, love of the current Springsteen music and a little bit about his podcast. You you mentioned that you know, you tend to be more, your heart belongs to a lot of earlier stuff. Um, tell me your thoughts on Western Stars and Letter to You. Well, I couldn't have more uh, opposite takes on those two. I, I okay. did not like Western Stars, and I tend not to like that um, uh, side of Bruce's career. Look, it's Bruce. I like it. It's fine. He's, it's been a lot of stuff out there, but you know, the, the things in the Ghost of Tom Joad, um, uh, Devils and Dust collection and Western Stars is very much a part of that. Uh, it's just not, it's not for me. It's, I mean, you play that in comparison to Rosalita, it's like, is this the same guy? Um, you know, but that's what's great about Bruce is that he's got this whole spanning different kinds of sounds. Right. Um, Letter to You, I loved. I loved it, loved it, loved it. It's probably my favorite album of his since Wrecking Ball. Um, I thought it's fantastic. I and mean, there's a couple standout tracks on it. I love the, the single, Letter to You is a great song. Um, loved it. And I love the documentary that they put out on Apple TV of them recording it. Oh, I did too. I love the documentary. Now, how did you think about this, the Western Stars film? Did that did you enjoy that more and make you like the music a little bit more? Did you enjoy the movie kind of as independent of that? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was like you consume it and then you don't think about it anymore. Okay. You know, it's like, I'm never going to revisit it. Okay. It was, uh, not, you know, it just didn't resonate with me. Yeah. And that's um, fine because I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people that kind of like, you know, there are some people, especially people my age, right? I'm 30 something, 35, 36. People my age, invariably, people that are music fans, like people that read Pitchfork and, you know, people that are into the music scene. If you ask music people in their 30s, what is your what is your favorite? What is the best Springsteen album? The answer will be invariably Nebraska. They love it. They think it's 
revelatory. It is a, um, you know, uh, groundbreaking, lo-fi, sonic journey. Okay. And uh, I, it's fine. I like, I like, I like Atlantic city. I like some of the, I like state trooper, whatever. I like some of the songs on that record, but um, for me, it's not, it's not the, like I told you, the big band sound, the horns, yes. the, the organs. That's what I love about Springsteen. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people, especially a lot of people out by you in Dallas that are more into that country thing. Yeah, um, I really, my, I, my parents loved Johnny Cash and Glenn Campbell. And so hearing Western Stars reminds me of that, you know, style. I'm 62. Um, so I remember that era. Um, I think, you know, um, I am not a fan of Ghost of Tom Joad. I've listened to it maybe twice. You know, obviously, you know, Ghost of Tom Joad gets played a lot, um, but it's just not an album I like. Um, Devils and Dust I like because um, <laughs> context, right, John? Um, my first album show was the rising show. And so then when devils and dust came out, um, that was the next show I went to and I had not done my homework for the rising tour. I had listened to the album once or twice, but not really learned it, you know? And so when devils and dust was coming out i was going to be ready baby i listened to that thing non-stop over and over again so that when he performed live i was going to be ready so i acknowledge there's not a lot of great songs so i i think you know jesus is an only son was is really wonderful uh long time coming i enjoy um but i will always think highly of that album because in context, it was, I felt like the first time I knew the album going into the show and I was like, oh, good, I'm getting to hear this live song. Oh, good, I'm getting to hear this long song, you know? Yeah, that has a personal uh, meaning to you. Which can, you know, right. sometimes that's just, you know, important. My, one of my best friends, like when the Seeger Sessions came out, I was like, eh, it's okay. You know, this, uh, my dad used to sing some of these songs and Bruce isn't singing it the way my dad sang it. So therefore it sounds wrong. Like, you know, from right. a cordon, that isn't the way my dad sang it. And that's how I learned it. And so now I feel like, quote unquote, Bruce is wrong. Um, and then my, you know, my best friend, Sam says he went to a secret session. And he says, seeing it live was as close to a religious experience he's ever had. And you know, uh, yeah, and the, yeah. And when I watched, I, uh, it, I saw him on uh, at the on the Seeger Sessions tour, and he played smaller venues. Yeah, he played like little amphitheaters on that tour, and yeah. uh, I, I totally agree. Seeing that live, and he's played a lot of the Seeger session stuff over the years since then with the whole band, you know, um, and I, 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 you know. It's, it's similar to that sort of devils and dust in Nebraska and that kind yeah. of whole alternative country thing he's got going, but it's, I don't know. I really, I really like that stuff. Well, and um, 
and you know, I really, you know, love, um, in fact, there, when there's a connection, right. Uh, my son had just graduated from college and was talking about, he was up for his first, uh, performance appraisal at his job. And, uh, he says, you know, when I've been doing a good job, I'm ready. I'm hoping I get a raise. I'm expecting a raise. And so I sent him a click to pay me, pay me, pay me my money down. And to this day, if he's due for a bonus or something, he will text me a clip of Bruce singing the, uh, that song. And so therefore it has become an inside joke with us. Um, I would have, uh, I would have loved to seen the, and I've listened to, but like the show in New Orleans Jazz Fest. And my wish was when they did the Western Stars film, I had wished that that orchestra and that band could have picked four or five E Street songs or other songs, done it in that style, arranged it, and kind of give us an extra four or five songs the way in the Seer sessions. You know, he did a version of Growing Up, Blinded by the Light, these different versions, which right. make it a, a lot of fun. I don't know. It kind of the whole album just feels like Outlaw Pete, the album. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, um, I think I was, if, and I've said this multiple times, if I was the priest, is the song that Outlaw Pete wanted to be. <laughs> right. And I will pick if, if I was the priest anytime. Uh, sure. First, that, yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the podcast. When did you guys come up with the, concept and you know what kind of spurned you and your buddies tell me a little bit about your co-hosts we're actually three friends from high school and we sort of dispersed all over the country now but we grew up together and we grew up with the shared love of music that was not contemporary to our time in high school together we grew up listening to uh you know i'm a big bruce fan but i'm also a diehard beatles fan and one of my co-hosts is a big uh, Kiss fanatic. I mean, he's been like to countless Kiss shows, knows every little factoid about Kiss. Um, and then the third guy, he's kind of the 90s alternative guy. He's really into, you know, bands like Weezer and uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and, you know, that sort of Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, you know, early mid 90s music. So we kind of have a confluence of um, viewpoints where you know, I, I kind of have the, I guess you would call it classic rock, classic vinyl, late 60s, early 70s music in my wheelhouse. And the next guy's got that, I don't like to use the word hair metal, but you know what I'm talking about. Late sure. 70s, mid 80s uh, bands that were popular. Then the Scorpions, Def Leppard, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Right. And then the third guy's kind of got this 90s, early 2000s perspective and then you know at the same time we all grew up in the early 2000s well we grew up in the late 90s early 2000s you know we love the music that was there were still rock music that was new at that time yeah. believe it or not bands like the strokes the white stripes um you know uh arcade fire mm-hmm. andrew wk the darkness jet i mean there there are these bands that were popular in the turn of the century or a little bit after that we had kind of have a shared love for. And uh, we thought we'd get together and talk about what we love because at the bottom of it, we all love music and 
there's a, you know, obviously a whole boom of uh, podcasts happening. And what we've discovered in later seasons of the second season of the show is that when you mix talk and audio, it's, I love it. It's great. It's like, a, you know, people get tired of hearing us speak and then, okay, let's cut, let's cut to this area of the song that we were just discussing. And with Spotify now, you could just go right to it. And uh, I, I think people are going to, you know, that listen to the podcast, the old Count Rockula podcast are going to dig that because rather than saying, oh, do I know that song? I might've heard the song we're talking about. It's like, no, we're going to play it for you. We're going to play you the clip of exactly what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, we get to talk about a whole different, um, you know, different bands and different artists um, every week that range, like I said, from Metallica to Motley Crue to uh, the birds and everything between. Who do you guys take turns picking the topics? Uh, we kind of collaborate on them. We shoot ideas back and forth. It's like, hey, do you like this idea? Is there something interesting to talk about? You know, we 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 always have this problem. We think of a topic and then you know, it's like, oh, songs that start with the letter B. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to say other than, yeah, that starts with the letter B for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. you want to have something interesting to, 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 you know, have, have something, something interesting to say about it rather than it, it meets the criteria. So the episodes that we've done, like, um, you know, um, we did an episode about double entendres or, or innuendos. And we sort of had, you know, in it, I feel like in every episode, we spend the first half an hour clarifying what our criteria is and why certain songs count and why other songs don't count. Um, but it's fun. It's funny. You know, we have an argument usually about it. Well, um, we, I, I do another podcast that I do, uh, which is similar. It's called how many, and uh, this came from, um, a friend of mine, you know, we're all friends. We all used to work together. And, um, and junior stick was, if you say, um, you know, a band, you name any band, Earth, Wind and Fire. And uh, they've got four. What? Yeah, they've got four actual songs, good songs. The rest of them all be besides, besides. And then, you know, he'll then he'll oversell like he is a huge um weird al yankovich fan he's like oh weird al's got 50 like what (laughs) so we and so the premise of the podcast is we pick a topic um whether it could be you know and we'll say i have i have i have the list of that the internet says these are the 50 top queen songs how many do you think we're actually going to say is good and we all make our list and then you it you it has to be a consensus like if there's four people in the podcast we got to get three out of four people agree that yes this is good and so it it ends up making excuse for us just to talk about whether it's ron howard movies or and, and you know and we did one where uh we someone gave us a list of the top 50 sandwiches in america and we're like okay i hope you guys are hungry we're gonna go through all these sandwiches and talk about it and the reason i'm telling the story is the first 10 or 15 minutes is okay like 
we we did an episode where we said how many good rock you know um rock lead men are there like okay brian wilson is he a lead man you know is he a front man no he may write all the songs he may produce all the songs but he's a bass player he's not the front guy like well how about you know um you know like okay um roger daltrey well yeah i mean even though pete townsend you know uh like said okay writer yeah so like okay would paul mccartney and john lennon well no because the beatles really didn't have a lead guy like you know and so we had this whole debate and discussion it became really fun like absolutely you know um mick jagger or freddie uh you know uh from queen you know absolutely freddie mercury right those are right Robert Plant, Axel Rose, Steven Tyler. Right. And so we had a really good discussion on that. Like, are they good? And so, yeah, I I already want to listen to your podcast because I can just, I would probably be, I'm the weird guy that I would enjoy the debate almost more than I do the list. Like, okay, once we got the rules, like, hey, okay, I'll listen to the rest. But well, the I mean, is we feel the same way. I mean, we, yeah. we spend an hour talking about the rules and then 30 minutes talking about the song. <laughs> My yeah. favorite episode that we've done, if you, if you want to check out some of the most recent episodes, we talk about things people exclaim before a guitar solo. The top 10 things people shout before a guitar solo hits. Oh, that sounds great. Oh yeah, that's wonderful. Um, we did an episode of um, songs that are titles that are questions. Oh, we and did we, one on that too. Yeah, and we, so, but we just had a list. And are they any good, right? And so, and then uh, historically, it's 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 always fun because whoever does the research, you know, will have this list, and then the others of us will catch each other in the neither resident because like how'd you leave this off you know like 10 or 12 songs that were on the list and people like to write in and leave comments oh you forgot about this one the question episode that we did i think was particularly fun because we tried to actually answer the questions like one of them uh oh how fun one of them was uh, the clashes uh should i stay or should i go it's like okay should he stay or should he go if he stays, there will be trouble. If he goes, there will be double. So you should stay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. Um, so you guys are going to start a new season soon? Yeah, we're recording the third season now. Um, you know, like I said, we're trying to find some sort of verifiable experts on certain bands. So if any of your listeners um, are, are considered experts in a particular band, you know, find us on Twitter at, at the Count Rockula or on Instagram at the Count Rockula, um, and and let us know. And we'd love to have you on podcast if you want to talk about whatever band you want to talk about. But like I said, it's got to be rock. We don't talk about uh, you know we're not going to do Michael Jackson. We're not going to do uh, Run DMC. It's it's a rock podcast. So. Okay, um, you know it's interesting. I had um, and both of these probably wouldn't qualify for you, but. Um, I had an expert, I had a fan who loved Leonard Cohen and uh, she told the best story. She said, just think about it. Leonard Cohen and Bruce Streenstein's 
arguably most famous songs are their most misunderstood songs. Born in the USA and Hallelujah do not mean right. anything what people use them for. Uh, the other guy I had uh, is a massive Bee Gees fan. And uh, he and I bonded with when anyone tells me, oh, I can't stand Bruce Springsteen, my first question is, well, have you listened to anything besides Born in the USA? And he says, that's funny, because when someone says, I can't stand the Bee Gees, have you listened to anything besides Saturday Night Fever? <laughs> you know? It's funny because I just saw a clip of the Bee Gees, uh, some, some like YouTube yeah. channel showed it to me, or Facebook channel, whatever it was. Yeah. And it's a clip from some 1967 album and it sounded like the Kinks or the Who. Yes. And I was like, what? Who is this? And then yeah. it was the Bee Gees. I said, I had no idea that the Bee Gees sounded like, you know, like a British uh, invasion band before staying alive. Yeah, it was. It's fascinating. There, uh, HBO has a good documentary about their early lives, then going into the, you know, their disco phase or their, you know, and, and going after it's just good. Um, what do you, I've been asking a lot of people this, John, do you, and no one knows, but just your guess, when Bruce tours, hopefully next year, do you think it will be a career retrospective, a kind of greatest hits tour, or do you think he'll do a pretty heavy, like he would normally do when he's promoting an album, a lot of letter to you songs mixed in with all the other standards. I wouldn't, I mean, look, I think every Bruce show is a career retrospective. I mean, he plays Good 30 point. songs. He's going to play a lot of stuff from, you know, all parts of his career. I don't think he's going to, not play letter to you stuff i would say you'll probably get two or three letter to you tracks in like rotation one of which being letter to you yeah. um and uh you know they'll probably rotate in and out a few of a few songs but no more than three in the set list i would say okay good um, and i don't know if we'll hear any any western stars or yeah. i don't think so tucson train maybe is Maybe. Uh, because yeah. little steven covered that um are there songs you haven't gotten to see that's on your wish list your bingo card of when you go to a show you're like man i've never gotten this or i've only gotten it once is there songs you're still chasing that's interesting i would say thundercrack i would love to hear thundercrack because you know, like i told you i'm a big fan of this early mid 70s sound the horns the brass and that kind of thing um even though i am kind of tired of hearing kitty's back at, at a lot of his live shows it's like okay it's 10 10 minutes of kitty's back um i i love the tracks compilation it's sort of one of the things that i always went back to and some songs on there that i really would like to hear like um, Roulette and uh, Janie, Don't You Lose Heart. Mm -hmm. Although I think I might have heard Janie the last time I saw him, but that was like a one-off thing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing um, some of the stuff that, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind losing some of the stuff that I've seen him play so many times. 
you know, like well, the first couple, five, ten shows you see, okay, you want to hear Jungle Land, you want to hear Thunder Road, you want to hear Badlands, uh, you want to hear Glory Days, Dancing with the Dark. Okay, but now it's like I've seen him 20 times, however many times I've seen him. I want to hear, uh, you know, price you pay, <laughs> you know, and I. Yeah, my my buddy Sam that I was talking about before, you know, talks about like if he had a choice, he would not hear Born to Run so he could hear a different song. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, but understand everyone's show is someone's first show. And if it's your first show and you don't hear Bruce do Born to Run, you're going to be disappointed. And he goes, good point. You know, Yeah, Uh, I think Bruce, I don't know where I heard the interview, but Bruce said something to that effect is he understands that there's multiple audiences at all of his concerts. And he tries to play a little bit to each one of those different audiences and keep everybody happy and play some stuff for the diehards, but also, you know, and plus, you know, there's no amount of times you can hear Born to Run live in a full arena. That's not going to be amazing. Well, yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure audience is going, really you want to hear hungry heart again yes i hungry heart makes me smile out in the street makes me smile i'm one of the few people i know the kid is uh irritating but i like waiting on a sunny day i mean you know i i like like it too it's you know it's corny but it puts a smile on my face i mean it's funny that you mentioned those three songs because those are the three songs that if i'm at a bruce show you know you you kind of uh you tear up a little bit or you get the chills and it's those three, exactly those three, you always get yeah. me. You know, uh, and there's also moments like um, I was at a um, I was at Louisville, Kentucky during the river tour, and um, they had done shout, you know, and the show was over, and I had a pretty high seat. I was looking on the side of the stage, so. You know, I, I was on, you know, Neil's side and um, and I'm watching the band walk off stage. Right. And I saw, um, you know, um, I, I saw, you know, Max reach down and give a pair of drumsticks to a fan in front of the you know stage. And, you know, so like it's over and we're all applauding, applauding. And then all of a sudden. Bruce picked up a guitar and you could almost see the band like what 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 no we we're over and uh they did Bobby Jean and it 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 felt like the like late in the afternoon on Christmas day and all of a sudden here's a present we forgot to open (laughs) you know so it felt like a brand new bonus you know like oh my goodness he's giving us another song so yeah there there are moments like that um john anything i should have asked you that i haven't yet any stories that i haven't hit you up with or anything else you want to share i I will just say you know i saw John Stewart tape an episode of The Daily Show when I was in college. And uh, you, you may or may not know, but John Stewart is like a diehard Bruce fan and he's from Jersey. So if you go see a live taping of The Daily Show or you know, back in the day when John was hosting, I'm sure Trevor Noah does the same thing, but he would do a little Q&A with the audience. And I raised my hand and I asked him a question. I asked him uh, you know, what's your, what's your favorite Springsteen album or something like that? 
And I don't think he answered the question, but what he did say to me, he asked me a question. He said, how old are you? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, 20, 21 or something like that. And he said, you know, that's the perfect age to, to get, fall in love with Bruce because that's the age where you yearn. That's the verb that he, uh, he, he says is the, the must uh, have attribute for, for Springsteen listening is yearning. And he's right. You know, if you've ever uh, yearned, then you understand Bruce's music, particularly, you know, the, the Born to Run and Darkness albums and, and, and The River and, you know, all of it, all of yeah. it has this quality to it. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit from uh, from John. Oh, I love that. That's a great story. Um, all right. Um, before I get you out of here, um, I end every episode with the Mary question. Um, if you're a fan of the Count Rockula podcast, then you're checking this one out because you wanted to hear John in a different environment. Um, Jay Armstrong is a recently retired honors English teacher from the Philadelphia area. And when he was teaching, he would have his honors English class um, go break apart Thunder Road um, as a poem. They would read the lyrics. They would talk about the imagery Bruce uses, the themes of the song. Uh, They would compare it to Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken. And at the end of the two days, Jay would look at his class and say, okay, does Mary get in the car? John, that's your question. Does Mary get in the car? When you said the Mary question, I thought you were going to ask me if her dress waves or sways. Um, but I guess that's been determined already by Bruce, but, although yeah. I am team waves. So um, what's, what's funny, and, and then I want to hear your answer, is I actually sell a t-shirt that says the question isn't the dress sways or waves, it's does she get in the car? <laughs> okay, funny. Yeah. Um, my answer is yes, and I'll tell you why. And it's, you can't do it by reading the lyrics or listening to Thunder Road in isolation. You have to hear it in the context of the full album. Okay. Thunder Road is track one. It is an opening. Okay. The whole album Born to Run tells the story of one of those endless summer days for me, an endless Jersey summer day, something's, you know, uh, that you have to, well, I guess any, any I was going to say American, but anywhere in the world, you, you have these experiences, especially when you're a teen or in your 20s, where these two lanes will take you anywhere, right? You can go um, drive and, and who knows where your, your, your day will take you. And as the day turns into night, things get a little more dangerous things get a little more sexy things you're crossing the the tunnel into the city and maybe you're buying some drugs and then it all comes to this climax of jungle land where the night you know finally comes undone and people are killed and it's just this whole opera of a long jersey summer day where you wind up in new york city and you're out on the road. So in order for the protagonist, Bruce and, and Mary, to have this epic 
summer adventure day that is the Born to Run album, of course she has to get in because it's track one. The whole story, the whole album is, it's not a concept album, right? It's not like The Wall or anything like that. But to me, this, the album is a progression. And at the end of act one, she's got to get in the car. Very nice. Good answer. Very good. Cool. Um, the Count Rockula podcast, if you could hear uh, the guys discuss yeah. all kinds of wonderful okay. stories and things, please check it out. Um, any final thoughts you yeah, want to share? We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you on uh, talking about your 10 top 10 uh, Bruce songs. And those are your top 10, not the top 10. And what we'll do is sort of I'll put my 10 into the ring and then the other two hosts will put their 10 into the ring. And that way you have a diversity of perspective because, you know, the other two guys are not huge Bruce fans. They'll probably put Thunder Road and Born to Run and Born in the USA um, in the top five. And we might not. Yeah, exactly. I'd love that. That would be great. Well, good. John, thank you so much for joining me. This was a joy. I I appreciate it so much. Um, Listeners, go get vaccinated go stay safe let's um you know let's continue to mask up when we need to let's just be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this thank you john thank you listeners and we'll talk to you soon goodbye doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation and i hate that so please let me know what you like and don't like about the work i'm doing You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. That listening, Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.